0: The uh, text for the message this evening is, uh, as I told you before, from the second chapter of Titus. Just like to bring you the first two verses of that. The grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and uh, worldly passions, and to live self controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. This is our text. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Titus' circumstances made me think immediately of boot camp. Now, I don't know how many of you have been exposed to that disaster of experience, but uh, it's it's a process, I guess you could say, of um, difficult drill sergeants, being difficult, and they cause people to get together on some kind of group task occasionally to uh, to do things together and uh, and hopefully learn to succeed that way. And then there's the other thing where they, uh, well, this was not my favorite part, but it's the part where they make you do 10,000 push-ups and run around circles and uh, severe exercises, I guess what you'd have to call it. Now, that's what they do. But there's purpose in it. It's not just stuff that happens, but their idea is to build a team, and they're also, uh, well, the other part is to, to build the body so that everybody is capable of looking after themselves when uh, things get stressy, and, and uh, we'll see, and in, in the midst of that, there's the joy of the successes, which, you know, you would kind of almost expect not to be there, but it is. And then, of course, there's the pain of the struggles because everything doesn't always go well and there's going to be somebody there yelling at you and making you do push-ups. Uh, but in any case, the process is supposed to begin the process of becoming a soldier and uh, doing what is good and disciplined according to being a soldier. Okay, so Titus has got a problem like that, sort of a boot camp, uh, boot camp kind of problem. Uh, he was in Crete. Now, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I think it's still true to this day. But it's going way, way back in history that the people from Crete, they're called Cretans, right, uh, are pretty much considered barbarian boneheads to this day. Oh. I don't know why, I have never actually been there, but all of the philosophers said that, and all of the Bible guys said that, and here is Titus stuck being their pastor. Well, must have been entertaining anyway. But the, the, the problem is the Cretans, this is the, the, the great issue. So our reputation is, as I said, barbarian knuckleheads, uh, drunken savages, they fight all the time. Uh, they're not very good listeners. I mean, you know, you get the idea. You probably know somebody like that in your family someplace. Oh. <laughs> yeah, confirmation. Okay, so the, the struggle continued into their early years as Christians, as you might imagine, because people don't just change overnight. So, so what does he bring out to sort it out for them? Titus, I mean, he's their pastor. What he breaks out for them, of all things, is Christmas. Now, you know, it's probably a little hard to sort out why that is at this point, but uh, it's what he's up to. So first of all, there's joy in this baby who's born. It's a very terribly important thing. You can hear it with the, the, sing, the singing that you've done already and the things that you've heard from angels and from uh, very excited evangelists who are telling you these stories that you, you can hear the joy in what they say. And you have probably already experienced some of that participating. Well, that's it's a good start if you're a barbarian. You kind of need to have a little joy to help you settle down. But they kind of didn't get the rest of the story very well. So that joy, that salvation that comes in the child wasn't uh, given so they could keep on being barbarians. No? So you understand that there's there's purpose in this thing. It's like the boot camp thing. It's supposed to change you. Their lives were supposed to uh, end up helping with the... The, the things that churches are supposed to do, helping others see Jesus and helping others see his compassion and helping others even just enjoy the baby, well, if nothing else. You're enjoying the baby, right? Yeah. <laughs> except, except when, yeah, they yell. Okay, that's the way it goes. Huh? Uh, I don't know if Jesus did that, but I do know that the cows were mad because he was laying in their feeding trough and so you get the thing in the, the hymn that says the cattle are lowing, you know, I, that's, that's what that's about. All right, so, but see, everyone seems to like Christmas. You've probably noticed that. There's decorations all over the place. Uh, there are uh, people that get excited about all of the things that are attached. You even have uh, Jewish people and Muslims and uh, Hindus and a lot of other people, they, they all like to celebrate Christmas because it's joyful. It's, it's cause for joy, even if you're not Christian, some reason or other. And even if it only lasts for a few days, which it kind of does for some people, or, or uh, I guess sometimes people start in August. <laughs> I'm not sure how serious that is, but that seems to be the case. And, and there's, there's, there's something there, there's a, a brightness that attracts people to it. Uh, send, but see, then it's gone. And all of the things that it was supposed to do, they're gone too. And, and it's, it's, it's a little bit sad. It's a letdown. So you have to wonder why God would do this for people that treat him badly, that forget him most of the time. Uh, uh, finally, they figure out that they need to kill him. That's what happens when he grows up uh, and he goes to Jerusalem that last time. Why would he go to all the trouble of being the son of the living God and coming down to become a baby? It's it's not obvious at all. Uh, and, and, And this is what Titus wants them to see. This is what Titus wants you to see so that you become different. You need him to come like this. You are a sinner. You don't do everything right all the time. And it starts when they're really little. How long did it take before it start yelling at you? Uh, pretty fast. Pretty fast, yeah. I am familiar. No? I am familiar. OK, all of you folks that have looked after babies, you know it doesn't take very long where they start to yell at you. They're sinners too. They're just little. That's the truth, that's the truth of things. You see, and 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 however you look at it, even though you may not be all the time a barbarian, you are sometimes a knucklehead, and, and you are undeserving for this child to come into the world for you. And, and see, it's it's not that it kept him from coming because you aren't deserving, it's because you need him that he did come. So there's the baby, there's Jesus. That's why. Now, it's a little hard to picture what characterizes a barbarian bonehead. I I should clarify that's not in the Bible. I I made that up. Rita's nodding her head because she's familiar. Okay, so, uh, but but even if you are not one all the time, you're probably, uh, would you say, uh, familiar with what happens in you on occasion where you don't act like a civilized human being. Because that's what sinners do. Uh, it's interesting, though, that Titus does battle with that problem by bringing up Christmas. Apparently, his explanation is that, that Jesus didn't just come into the world because, because he's, he's like the rest of us starting out, he's a baby. But uh, he didn't just come into the world, a helpless baby, for no particular reason. Uh, he always had a purpose that babies are always a joy to us. And I said, that's a good place to start, but it's only a little bit of it. It's it's not without purpose to come in such a lowly form, uh, one like ours. So that he's like us in every way, except the sin. And, uh, and, and he does that so that you understand that he is like you. And he comes like that proceeding with certainty toward the very strange behavior of God to the devastation of life ending at a cross. That's his purpose. And there is purpose in all of it. It would be the most terrible shame if the people he came to save stayed the same barbarian boneheads through life just because Christmas shows up for a minute and goes away. But in, in, in Titus's hand, this story, this Christmas story, the angels and the shepherds and, and the tiny baby and the, in this, the poverty and the, the tax and all that stuff, it's there for a reason. He wants to inspire. even at, at, this is what he knows it was always intended to do, to save you all. Sin demands your life. That's a biblical notion. The Wages of sin is death. And all of us do that. And there's no way to pay that debt. Because you don't just sin once and you've got one life to pay. You sin daily many, many times. And if you sit there and you try to count that up, you'll know what I mean. There's no way you can pay that. Christ came. The baby came to pay that. Titus knows this. In the world, we are all miserable sinners before the most holy God, if you were to consider that. If you see the magnificent holy glory of the host of heavenly angels, you understand that that is less than the holiness of God. That's what the holy child is about. He's the fulfillment of the great plan of God for salvation that finally ends with the cross. But for you, it is a beginning to change, to become a new creation, to be spirit guided in the grace and forgiveness that you have received in this child, this beloved child. He did this to save you. But as, as Titus has announced here today, he, he, he helps you. He encourages you to live in the grace that God has given you, to live understanding the forgiveness that's in this child, to live in their eternal life that's been promised and guaranteed in his life. So he encourages you in these things to live godly lives now. Heaven is yours now. But this thing has purpose. He entices you, it entices the whole world, to his side through you as you live in the world. So if you behave like a barbarian, then that doesn't work so well. But if you believe what Jesus has done, if you believe how important that child is in the salvation that he's won for you, if you believe that that's yours, then you're gonna want the people that you love to come along. And so it entices you to act in a different way, to be a purified people who love goodness, Or zealous for good works is the way Titus puts it. Not for God only, because you don't need to do it for God. But for the people that are with you. The rest of the world, so they can see the holiness of God in you. In the same way that they see the holiness of God in that baby. Because that's what Christmas is for. The whole thing is about that one thing. There's a baby in a manger in a stable with a mom and dad, who are not really any better than you, but they are caring for the son of the living God. What an amazing thing, that he would come and be with us and save us that way. You know, you probably notice there's a bunch of lights around here. There's a lot of extra lights at Christmas time. They're in the trees in the back and there's stuff on the side and there's that candles on here you know somebody thought of all that stuff candles and light bulbs uh, and and you know and they always had a reason for it it wasn't just a thing that they said well let's make a candle and that was the end of their thought no because that wouldn't have happened then but there's light in darkness because of candles and light bulbs from the inventors certainly but also for as it turns out everybody else who shares in the nice lovely glow that lights darkness see this is not different from what christmas is doing it's not the lights and the the candles mind you but it is the child the child who was born he's born like you he's born helpless like all babies are he probably caused his mother and father some difficulty just like you did and, and, and this is a thing that he understands about you, that what humanity is, what salvation is, what death and life are. These are gifts of light, for the light coming into the world, Jesus, your Savior, the light of all, the Savior of all. Amen. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.